This time on the Fountains Fellowship Fort Worth podcast. All couples start out their relationships having fun. That's why they decide to get together in the first place. But all too often they stop because they let other things creep in. In this message, the third in our From This Day Forward series, Pastor Samuel implores us to remember that the spouse God gives us is our reward for all of our earthly toil. We must remember, in order for our marriages to survive, that we need to experience these three types of fun, face-to-face, side-by-side, and belly-button-to-belly-button. Here's Pastor Samuel. Amen. Welcome this morning. Come on, let's give the worship team a hand clap for leading us in awesome worship today. It is so good to see all of you today. We are so thankful that you decided to get up before a big cowboy game and come and put Jesus first in your life. So I commend you, and I'm so thankful that you did the right thing today. We are very excited that you're here. I have, uh, this is the first time uh, in my history that I've ever preached a sermon that I'm going to preach for you today. And I am so thankful and so excited. We are in a marriage series right now called From This Day Forward. And uh, how many of you have enjoyed the first two weeks of From This Day Forward? I'll tell you, my marriage is stronger, friends, because we've been applying what God has been teaching us over the past few weeks. And, uh, you know, I, I am so encouraged that God cares about your marriage. And uh, what's so great about Jesus is that he knows how to uh, bring life to your marriage like never before. And uh, I want to encourage you, we live in a world that has their way of, of dealing with marriages and their way of doing things and their way of responding to each other. And I will tell you, Jesus has a much better way. And over the past few weeks, we've been talking about God's way of marriage and what that means. And I want to tell you, if you're not married here today, that's okay, because I believe for most of us in here, we will be married at some point. Maybe we've had marriages that didn't work out, and we're in between, or, or what, wherever you're at today, I believe that you can learn today what God wants to say to you and impart to you today that will help you when you get married, or even in relationships, um, in, in order to like the first week about seeking God. We talked about seeking God. We're going we're gonna to seek the one with our two. And that was the first week ta- that, that was all about seeking God together as couples. And so I want to encourage you as we go through this, this is going to be really good for you, but it also will be good for people that aren't even here. And I would encourage you, all of these um, sermons are on the podcast, and uh, you can find that on our website, um, also our mailers that we send out, but I just want to make sure that if you miss a week, that's okay. You can look, listen to it on the podcast. So the first week was Seek God, and uh, it was really great. I'm hoping and praying that you are praying together with your spouse, and uh, if you're not married, that one day you will have that spouse, and, and right now, if you're not married, you are seeking the one And that's the most important thing. You're praying to the Lord and building that relationship. The second week, we talked about fighting fair. In relationships, we are going to fight. We are going to have disagreements. But we learned last week that that Jesus gives us a better way, which is to stop and listen carefully. Instead of continuing to talk and talk over your spouse and say whatever it is you want. We learned last week that we must guard our words 
Words are powerful, right? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. We learned about how people that fight fair listen and speak wisely. And then we also talked about hang, uh, handling our anger righteously. There are always times when we're angry and we're upset and we want to we say things to hurt other people or our spouse. And Jesus says that even in our anger, we don't have to sin, but that we can make right decisions. And I hope you were encouraged by this because, friends, I know that I need it for my marriage. And I know God is investing and instilling great things in our church as we move forward. Nicole and I have been praying for you, man, for the better part of this year about marriages because we have had an onslaught from the devil in marriages, not just in our church, but, but in society around us and in, and in uh, our, our church as a whole. And we've been counseling people and realizing that, man, friends, we need more of Jesus to understand how to live this life correctly and how to live it to the fullest. You know, the enemy came to kill and steal and destroy your relationships. But Jesus comes that we might have life and have it to the fullest. And friends, I, I don't know about you, but my, my most important relationship on this earth is to my spouse. And I really want Jesus to bring life to my relationship to my wife. And so today, we're going to be talking about having fun. You know, I believe in, in marriage, it's vital that we have fun together, that we live life with, with my best friend, that, that I can come home and be excited about the conversation and, and, and the relationship that we have. And today, we're going to talk about what that means to just have fun. And like I said before, this is a rated PG, parental guidance suggested, because I'm going to be reading some of the Word of God that says words that are, might shock you. Because as I'm reading the Word of God, the roadmap to life, I'm thinking, is that really in the Bible? And certainly it is. So I'm going to read this to you. We're going to have a great time today, friends. And I will tell you, all this is in an effort for you to realize that Jesus has a great way for you to live in your marriage. You know, I just want to give you my history. I, I, was, um, I got married when I was 24, and uh, I really wanted to do it God's way. And I feel like it was very important for me to save myself for my wife. And so for 24 years, I saved myself for the moment that, that God had ordained for me and my wife to be together, to really have fun. And I'll tell you, it was the greatest decision that I ever made in my life. Because now I could enjoy what God created for me to have. But friends, I had to wait 24 years for that. And I'll tell you, it's not always easy. But the fun that Christ prepared for me to have with my wife is so fulfilling. And today we're going to talk about what that means, what type of fun we should have. And for those of you that maybe didn't wait, what's so great is that Jesus restores your life. And just like the title of this series today, from this day forward, we are going to commit as the Fountains Fellowship as people that are followers of Christ from this day forward to begin healthy relationships because we can do it with the power of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Praise God. So the next two weeks, just to, just to kind of tell you, we're gonna, next week we're going to talk, talk, talk about staying pure. And that'll be the, uh, after Thanksgiving. I want to encourage you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You're going to have a great week this week. Invite your family to come to church this next Sunday. We're going to be talking about staying pure. And then number five, never give up. 
I want you to say that with me. Never give up. It's very important, friends, that as we go through this, you have to have the mentality that says, I will never give up on the blessing that God has given me, even in the midst of turmoil. All right, everybody say okay. So, so often I look around and see that people don't have fun in their marriages. And I feel like God wants to teach us today how to have fun. I have a quote here. It says, a man doesn't know what happiness is until he gets married, and by then it's too late to do anything about it. Now, let, let, let me give you, for you women that feel slighted, if a man says to his wife, you can't take a joke, right? He needs to remember that she married him. So I want to say to you that, that couples uh, tend to have a lot of fun when they're dating, don't they? Have a lot of fun when they're dating. They're excited. They go hang out. They do all these fun things. They, they live life together. And, and yet a lot of times you see when they get married, it's all of a sudden it all stops. And all the fun is taken out of, of, of this life because of, because of the marriage and work responsibilities and children and all of these things that can overwhelm us. And so today I think that without fun and without adventure and without romance and without physical intimacy, marriage a lot of times is reduced to a business relationship. It's, it's, it's reduced to something of two people living together and there's no real happiness and fulfillment. And the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9, 9, he says here that live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. The wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil. You know, Jesus has a better way, friends, that our spouses are a reward from heaven to us. So we must commit to have fun in our relationships. We have to really commit to do this. Men pursue women, especially in those dating times. You know, men are, men are very different than ladies, and, and uh, I know if you're a lady in here, you can really relate to that statement. Um, men, men are hunters, and uh, so much so that they, they during the dating process, they're, they're wanting to overtake and conquer this relationship. And it's kind of like when we go hunting, you know, we, we're so excited, we get ready, we get dressed up, we do all of these things, all in an effort to make the kill, right? To, 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 to build that, that thing and do whatever it is to have this woman. And then once you marry her, it's like, it's like uh, guys will like put, her, put her on the wall as a trophy, you know what I mean? Like, there she is. That, I conquered that, right? But unfortunately, a lot of times men will, after they conquer that relationship, they'll move on to something else. What else am I going to conquer? What else am I going to do? And we find this a lot of times in relationships, and, and, and it becomes no fun. It becomes this thing of where these two people don't really relate to each other in a fun, life-giving way. And today, I, I want to discuss this with you because I believe there are three types of fun that every married couple must enjoy. Three types of fun. If you have your guide there, you can make notes on there. We have lots of blanks for you to fill in, and I'm, I'm going to try to be faithful to hit every one of those today in the short moments that we have together. The first type of fun that every couple must enjoy is called face-to-face. -face. We must enjoy each other's company face-to-face. -face. Do you think that's important? 
Dating couples can talk for hours on end. They get on the phone, they talk. I'll tell you something, I never stayed up all night for a girl in my life until I met Nicole. And we talked all night one night, remember this? And I remember it was a Saturday night, right? Saturday nights in my house were go to bed because we got church in the morning. And that is the most important thing. I remember talking to my wife all night long, and I remember I saw the sun start to come up, and I thought, I am dead. But it was so worth it because I got to talk to my wife about everything. And you know when you're dating, like people will sit on the phone, even when they're falling asleep, let's just stay on the phone. I'll listen to you sleep, right? Anybody as dumb as I was? Thank you. I see those hands, right? Am I the only one up here today? Thank you, Dane. I know you did that. You and Adrian, little 15. Can I just hear you? All right. So face to face. But, uh, and, and we've done that. Listen, but a lot of times when we get married, all that face to face stuff ends for various different reasons, um, for, for, for going to soccer practice, for trying to uh, take the kids everywhere and trying to figure out your, you know, all the things that you have to do and work and, and all the stresses of that. And what I want to do is I want to go to the book of Song of Solomon. Now, if you, anybody has ever read the eight chapters in the book Song of Solomon, right, you will find some very uh, sensitive, intimate speech. And it's great for us today because I believe that there is a conversation that Solomon has in the word here with a Shulamite woman that shows the progression this morning of three different types of fun that a couple should have. Now, the first one here illustrates this face-to-face in chapter 7, verses 1 to 4. And Solomon, what's great about Solomon, and, and men, you need to listen to this, he begins to compliment this woman from all the way from her feet, all the way up to her entire body in a way that says, I really care about all of you. And this is important. This is vital when it comes to face to face. So it says here in chapter one, verse four, it says, how beautiful your sandaled feet. Oh, prince's daughter, your graceful legs are like jewels, the work of a craftsman's hand. I love this. The work of a craftsman's hands. Your navel is as a rounded goblet that never lacks blended wine. I don't know what that means. (laughs) But it sounds great. Sounds great. It says here, I love this. It says, your waist is as a mound of wheaten circled by lilies. Your breasts are like two fawns, twins of a gazelle. I'm telling you, your neck is like an ivory tower, it says. Your eyes are the pools of Heshbon by the gate of bath See, Solomon begins to share this face-to-face encounter with, with this woman that he loves. And, and, and he's talking, and I want to tell you something about the difference between men and women in this relationship. Men like headlines, Right? But women like details. Did you know this? Like, men, you got to understand that. A man, you know, when you're talking to them, just give them the main point, right? Just give them the headline. That's all we want. That's all we ask for. However, men, you need to realize that women are all about the details. And you need to speak to your wife in that way. you got to stop worrying about the headlines and start talking in a relationship that says, I really care about all of you. 
That face-to-face idea and thought must be vital and must be important to this. And, and I will tell you, for my wife and I, we have something called date night. And we do this every Friday night and with the help of my parents and other people that, that come and babysit and, and sit our children. We can go out hopefully every week and have a date night where I can just talk to my wife face-to-face about everything that she's feeling, everything that she is going through. Everything that that she feels and wants to see in our relationship. And sometimes that means we have to put the phone away. We have to put put all that. We we can't go see a movie. We get to go and just spend time. And I'll tell you, it's the most invigorating time together as we get to talk adult to adult about adult things. See, when you have children and you have all these things, while they are a major blessing to us, it is important that we take a break and begin to speak to each other in a loving way intimate way. You know, I have found when we don't go on date nights, all of a sudden we begin to be short with each other. We have a a very short fuse and we begin to bite at each other. We begin to be discouraged by life and all the the, the difficulties and the responsibilities that we have. But I believe that, that as we realized that that was the issue, we were able to come and say, let's do date night again. You know, I don't want to hear about my wife's issues at a life group. I don't want to be the, the, the last person to know that my wife has some things that she needs prayer for. I want to be the first person as her husband so that I can pray for her, so that I can help her be the woman of God she's called to be. See, this is what face-to-face, friends, is all about. And I want to tell you that if, if, you're, you're, if your marriage will pay the price if you don't have face-to-face time. It really will, and I don't want to see that in our relationships here as men and women of God. You have to create face-to-face time and guard it or your marriage will suffer. Don't be overwhelmed by all the things in your life. We talked about in the first week, your first ministry, friends, is to your wife or to your husband. That's your first responsibility on this earth. I want to encourage you that we must always consider how is our relationship to each other. We've seen couples that have lived their whole life together with kids, and then when the kids move out when they're 18, the husband and wife look at each other, and they don't even know each other. And sadly, the divorce rate is continuing to rise with couples over 50 years of age. Why is that? Because they've never stopped to look at each other and build that relationship face-to-face. That is so vital. Sometimes you, you might need to take a trip. You, you might need to drop the kids off with the in-laws and go out of town for three or four days. Some of the best things times we ever had was when we, we were blessed to go to a spa or go do something where we could just spend a few days away. You know, I, people tell me all the time, well, I don't have the time to take off, but yet you'll take off for every other thing in your life. There are people that would say, I don't have enough money. Stop all that. Because when you were dating, you spent every waking hour together and you were broke as a joke. And you went to Denny's for five hours, right? And, and you did nothing but stare into each other's eyes. Sometimes that's what it takes, friends. I want your marriage to succeed. And so does Jesus. Face-to-face time is so valuable. The second way that we can have fun It's called side to side. Write that down. Where you're hanging out and doing a common activity, something that you enjoy together. The Song of Solomon, here he says in chapter 11, verse, excuse me, um, chapter 7, verse 11, he says, Come, my lover, 
which is my wife's favorite word. Let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. You know, everyone, I want to tell you, has 168 hours in the week. And the way that you use those hours says a lot about what you value and a lot about your priorities. How much of that are you spending side to side just hanging out with your spouse? Just living life and enjoying activities and having a great time and just, and just doing activities together. I think it's so important. See, just as women typically crave face-to-face, men generally crave more side-to-side time. When I found out that my wife was an athlete and that I was less of an athlete, it was important that my wife was on every one of my teams because she dominated other people including men in every sport that we played. And I realized that this at summer camp when we were just dating, that when we decided to be on the dodgeball team together, I just didn't realize what an animal my wife was. And I remember throwing the ball like a girl, I mean, like a, 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 a man that can't play sports. I'm fired. And then my wife gets up there with the dodgeball and is launching them and knocking everybody out of the game. And I think I fell in love, friends. In that moment, I looked over and I said, you are a beast. And I love all of your skills. Your bow hunting skills, right? Your nunchuck skills, all of those things. I love everything about it. You know, a guy once said, I always like to be by my wife's side and always hold her hand. He said, I do it for two reasons. Because I, 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 because if, excuse me, because I love her, the first thing. And secondly, because if I let go, she goes shopping. <laughs> Anybody? I want to tell you, I took my wife one time. And, and you need to understand this, ladies, too, that men really love when you do things with them. See, a lot of guys will go off and play golf for four hours on a Saturday morning. And they'll waste their whole, not waste, they'll spend their whole morning on a game where they're knocking the ball into the hole, right, and for four hours. And, and I want to encourage you that maybe your wife doesn't necessarily want to do that, but maybe you should invite her sometime so that you can have some, some side-by-side time. One time, my wife does not like killing anything. And for some reason, I like to go hunting lately a lot. And it's great. But one time I invited my wife to go with me. And the coolest thing, guys, is that she said yes. She would go sit in a deer blind with me and stay silent for three hours while we're waiting for animals to run out of the woods to shoot and kill. Like for me, that was so empowering, right? And for her, she sat there like a loving wife for three hours and watched me kill an animal and I remember I'm like, baby, aren't you, we go to the deer and it's dead. And she's like, and I'm thinking, aren't you so excited? And she's like, no, okay, I'm freezing. Can, can, we, can we go? Like, but I thought in that moment that we reached this level in our relationship, this side-by-side thing where we've conquered this together and it was awesome. But for her, I'm sure it was like hell on earth to go kill something. Right, Nicole? Man. But I'll tell you, she understood something about me that I need that side-by-side time. I need that, that, that relationship. And let me tell you, here's the thing, ladies. If you want him to talk, there are a few things that you should do, and you might want to write this down. There are two times when a man is most likely to open up. The first thing is when he is doing something with you 
that he enjoys, right? He's going to open up. He's going to talk. The second thing is right after he's done something with you that he enjoys. Wink, wink. I love those silent moments. It's like the silence is deafening. Right after he's done something with you that he really enjoys. You must understand side by side is so valuable to building that loving relationship, to building experiences. You know, when I was in a band, we were gone a lot. And I remember I'd married my wife and we had this relationship, but for six months I was on the road all the time. And I remember coming off the road and coming back home and looking at my wife going, I don't even really know you. And in fact, it's kind of weird to wake up right next to you. And I remember it took me about six months to fully feel comfortable in my own house after being gone for many years playing music. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I had to build that relationship up again. We had to develop experiences and times together that could really grow us as a couple. And it took some time. It took effort. But friends, I want to tell you, you do that that with that side-by-side time of just spending life together. And it's great. It's exciting. It is so, excuse me, it is so much fun. And we've had lots of fun in our relationship together. You know, as part of that side-by-side, romance and physical intimacy should be a part of any good marriage. Because in that relationship, we can talk face-to-face, we can be side-by-side, but physical intimacy in marriage is a part of the process of growing together. Now, I have found, as you have, have, have noticed in this life, many marriages need healing from past baggage, from things that we bring into the marriage. And I'm not saying today that, that this is going to repair and heal all of your issues. What I'm saying today is that if we would understand how we could build a stronger relationship and take steps in that direction, God will begin to heal those areas. God will begin to open up your heart to each other and communicate like never before. And I will tell you, this is why as a church we live life together, because you and I need counseling from each other. We need encouragement. We need pastors and relationships that can come in and bring life and help us heal in areas. And so today is really just the tip of the iceberg for you guys to begin to evaluate your marriage. What is working? What is not working? What can we do to build that strong relationship? And then reach out to your pastors. Reach out to people that can help heal and deal with those broken parts of your heart because as you heal those wounds, as you, as you let the Lord deal with you on those, he's going to bring wholeness to your life. He's going to bring happiness and health to your relationships. And, and I want you to understand that it begins with this understanding of God created this marriage. He knows how to work this marriage better than you and I. So we got to let God renew our minds in a way and see it as a way to grow in Christ and also as a way to minister to one another. And, and unfortunately, I see a lot of women um, or f- some women that, that don't really understand this as it relates to that intimacy with their husbands. And we're going to talk briefly about that. But likewise, I see men that are very insensitive to the needs of their wives. 
And I want to encourage you, we have a better way. And the third way, friends, we talked about face-to-face. We talked about side-by-side. The, the last type of fun that every married couple should enjoy is, is what I call belly button to belly button. <laughs> I want you to remember that because this is important, friends. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. Dane? <clears throat> Let me break this belly button to belly button thing down. Song of Solomon, chapter 7, 11 to 12. Check this out. This is awesome. Come, my lover. Right, Nicole? Let us go to the countryside and let us spend the night in the villages. I love church because it's so much fun. Let us go early to the vineyards to see if the vines have budded, if their blossoms have opened, and if the pomegranates are in bloom. And she says, there I will give you my love. This is what's so great is Jesus created us to have this intimate love together. And it solidifies our relationship with each other and to the Lord as we come together in this. And and what, what he and she are basically saying is, let's go make love together in the vineyard. Now, I don't encourage you to find a vineyard to do that in. You might go to jail. I would encourage you to use all that God has given you, right, to do and be intimate with your spouse in a loving way. Now, you might say, hey, does God really like that? Well, Proverbs 5, 18 to 20 is a great verse. He says, may your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. You can be married 30, 40, 50 years and still enjoy that relationship with your spouse. He says here, a loving doe, a graceful deer, may her breast satisfy you always. This is the word of God. This is what God is telling us today. And may you ever be intoxicated with her love. Man, you need to be intoxicated with love for your spouse, for your wife. Ladies, you need to be intoxicated in your love to your husband because it is a good thing. Now, here's some advice for you guys for a moment. Can I say this? Here is something to the men and to the women. Men, you need to work on your approach. Is that okay? In order to fulfill what God has ordained in your life, you really got to work on this. thing. You can't get out of the shower, man, and walk around in your birthday suit and go to your wife and say, huh? You want you? I mean, here I am. Take me. Like, you can't really do that, friends. Like, like your wife's never going to go, come on, right? That's that, you know, it just doesn't really, guys, let me just encourage you, right? That you got to have some romance. You, you got to actually conversate with your wife in a loving, meaningful way that, that, that tells her how much you value her and how much you, you love her and all that she does for you. you you got to bring her a gift home. you got to listen to her. You might want to bring some flowers on, on a different day other than Valentine's Day and her birthday and your anniversary. It might be nice even though, you know, what... Whatever, it might be nice to go to the grocery store or wherever and find her one single rose that says you are the most important person in my life. Man, you better start writing because all of you are like, I know this. And I'm like, no, I've talked to your wife. You don't know this. My wife counsels all your wives, right? Just want to encourage you. You better get going with this. Can we, can we say this? Praise God. 
Now, because women, you know your men. They'll make every comment you make sexual. You'll say to them, you'll, you know, you'll ask your husband, hey, will you help take out the, you know, put the, put the dishes in the dishwasher? And you're like, yeah, baby, I'll put my dishes in your dishwasher. She'll say, hey, honey, will you take out the trash? And the, the husband will go, I'll take your trash out. She'll say, hey, I, my tires are low. Will you air up my tires? Yeah, I'll air up your tires. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, men are really easy to make anything sexual. And, and, and it's, it's not really working, though, men. you got to take a different approach. Now, let me tell you something, women, because I think, I think you need to under, really understand this approach. You, you actually have to make an approach, women. You actually have to make an approach to your man. Men will have all kinds of approaches. Most of them don't work, trust me. But women, you actually have to put forth some effort. And a lot of times, I'm just encouraging you now to make some effort in this because it will really help. Listen, ladies, whatever you've got, it looks better in silk than in flannel. Some of you need to take the flannel and throw it from here as far as you can into the sea of forgetfulness because nobody's liking that. And you lay there like, well, this is all you got. And I'm like, no, 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 we got to work through this. You got to make an approach. Listen, if you can't do this in a loving, God-fearing relationship, you can't do this. And I want to encourage you women, have an approach. Throw the flannel as far away away as you can. Get some lingerie. Go on a date. Play some music. Do something to set the mood in your relationship. And I will tell you, your man will do whatever you want him to do if you will just make an approach. Amen, men? Some of you are thinking, we don't have time for all that because we've got kids. Anybody there? You need to go put a movie on and run and lock your door and take care of business. And that's all I'm going to say. Now, generally, men desire physical intimacy more than women. But let me tell you something, ladies, that it's very important here. When you turn off the faucet, this is a crisis for a man. I want to tell you that. This is a, a complete crisis. This is an, the equivalent of an emotional distress that you would face when there is silence and there is no emotional intimacy, women. I want to encourage you. This is the same thing that you feel like when your husband does not come home and talk to you and care about what you went through all day with the children or at work or in your relationship to all of the other people in your life. It's the same way when you shut that faucet off and it's very detrimental to your relationship and you growing in the bond that God created you to grow in. One of the greatest ways you can love each other is by coming together and renewing your covenant. This intimacy is a spiritual intimacy that happens when the two become one. This is what the Bible talks about when you get married and you're able to have two people become one. This happens in the most intimate of moments. And let me tell you this so that you know. If he is not getting his sexual needs met, he has no other legitimate option but the wife. Everything else is sinful. Everything else to a man is sinful if he's not being met in an intimate way with his wife. 
You are the only legitimate outlet for sexual fulfillment, and one of the greatest things you can do for each other is to engage in frequent and creative and spiritual lovemaking. This is what it's about, friends. I, I want to encourage you that Jesus has given us a way to have fun and enjoy each other, but it starts with us understanding that we've got to work at this. We've got to understand how to love each other, to bring each other to a place where we're secured and fulfilled in our relationship. That's the fastest way to, to, to have a whole relationship. You know, friends, I want to tell you that, that, that some of you women in here might think, well, I don't want to do that. My husband's a jerk. He's mean. He doesn't do anything for me. He doesn't speak to me well. He's disrespectful. But let me tell you something. Feelings follow actions. And you start doing what you once did, and you'll get what you once had. I just want to encourage you in that, to love each other in a way that says, I will submit and I will serve you in this. Revelations 2.5 says, remember the height of which you have fallen. Repent and do the things that you first did. You got married because you had fun. Well, you and I need to start having fun in our marriages together. You know, I've met people that said, you know, I started this relationship with some guy at work because he's better looking, because he's nice to me, because he respects me. I've met guys that said, hey, I met this girl at the gym, and she's beautiful, and I want to start this relationship. Let me tell you something, friends, today. If the grass looks greener somewhere else, it's time to water your own yard. And I want to tell you that in love, friends. Because, you know, and, and as we begin to compare our relationships to other people, the enemy will come in and begin to make us feel like we, 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 we don't have what we really need. And I believe in the context of a healthy, growing relationship, God will begin to bond you together like never before. But you got to have that side to side. You got to have that face to face. You got to have the belly button to belly button. And I believe if we can do that, God will begin to create a relationship that's healthy and whole, a relationship full of fun, a relationship that, that can be ever-growing and exciting in, in, as we grow in our relationships and we build the kingdom of God. So I, I want to close today and just encourage you that wherever you're at in your relationship today, whatever you've been going through, these things aren't going to repair everything that's happening in your relationship. And I know you're sitting in this room and some of you have very difficult things that have happened to you. You've had very difficult relationships that have been broken, that have been wounded, that have left you with a lot of scars. And I want to tell you that, that, that in Jesus, in God, all things are possible today. And that Jesus wants to restore that relationship and wants to bring life into your life when, and when otherwise there is death and hurt. There, there are relationships that are broken and bruised and worn out. Some of you have had failed marriages. Some of you don't even really know how to be married in, in a successful, healthy way. This is why God is challenging us today that there is more in Jesus, that there is a right way that, other than the way the world does things, but there is a God way to do it. And this is why we're talking about this today. This is why I've taken one week out of the year to encourage you to be intimate with your spouse. 
encourage you to love each other, encourage you even when you don't feel like it, friends. There is a sacrifice that happens when you're following Jesus that says, I will sacrifice and I will, I will put my spouse before anything else on this earth. This is what Jesus wants to do in us today. I'm going to pray for you today, this morning, that Jesus would, would, would bring you one step closer to a healthy marriage as you walk out of these doors this morning. But before I do that, I want you to bow your heads this morning. There are some of you in here that have been away from God, that you've not had a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you, you once knew him, but now you have run away and have lived your own life, and you are here today because you realize that your way is not the best way. And I want to encourage you, the Bible says that if we would ask Jesus to come into our lives, that we would believe that he died on the cross, that God sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that now we can be righteous and live a full life, that we can have life instead of death. If we would, we would pray that simple prayer, believe it in our hearts, that he died and God raised him from the dead, and then we now have new life, if we would pray that God would begin from this day forward to instill some real foundation in our lives. If you're here this morning, I'm gonna say a prayer with all of us. And if you've said this prayer for the first time, I want you to fill out a connection card. And I want you to put on there that I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want you to turn it into the first steps table and that we have a Bible for you. We have a plan for your life to help you grow. And I want you to fill this out and get it turned in. I want you to repeat after me, say, dear Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me to save me from my sins. I accept you into my heart and I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for changing me from the inside out. You are my savior and I give you my life. I thank you for this today. I want to encourage you today as well for those of you that are here and your marriage has been broken and you're not finding a whole lot of happiness. And you're, 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 you're hurt by the things that have happened. I want to pray over you today that God would bring restoration to your life. That he would bring restoration to your marriage. And for some of you today, you don't even have your spouse here. And you're thinking, man, I wish my spouse could hear this. I would encourage you. Allow them to see the, hear the podcast. Allow them to understand what they don't understand. And I will encourage you, even though it's, it might be a little rocky... I believe as you begin to instill these principles that God, God invested into you today, that God will bring life to you and that you'll have whole marriages and you'll begin to talk to each other in a loving way and you, you'll, you'll be able to work these things out. I'm not, I'm not saying it's gonna happen overnight. What I'm saying is you're gonna have to work on what's most valuable in this life and that is the gift of your spouse. Let me pray for you this morning. Dear Jesus, I lift up your people, the people Father, that you so dearly love. And God, I pray today that you would bring life to their marriages, that you would bring hope to, to, to their life in a way that says, we're gonna work this thing out. We're gonna make the right decisions. I pray for life and encouragement and passion like never before in the marriages that you have in this house, God. That, that Lord, I know that people look at our marriages as Christ, as Christ, as Christ followers and Lord, people are looking at us to see what it means to have a healthy marriage. And I pray today for healthy and whole marriages. I pray that we would set the example today of what it means to love each other intimately.
differently, what it means to be friends with each other, what it means to be committed to each other, Lord. I pray today that you would do a mighty work by your hand to bring healing to hearts, to bring encouragement to to lives and to souls in this place, God. Thank you for encouraging us today in, in what it means to love and be intimate with our spouse, God. And I pray that those single, wonderful people in here, Lord, that they would see a picture of what a whole, healthy marriage looks like in the kingdom of God. I thank you for for meeting us here today. We love you. We honor you. And all of God's people said, Amen. amen. Let's give the Lord Jesus a hand clap today. Come on, church. And that's all we have for this time. Love God, love your spouse, and we'll see you next time.